this morning what a blessing it is to have so many visitors with us. So many visitors back with us today. What a blessing all across the house. You know who you are and we are so glad that you are here. If you've not received a gift bag from us, if you would, uh, when you exit out uh, today, if you would make sure you grab one of those, okay? And Brother Ken, uh, if you would, if you would catch them, okay? And we're going to have that meeting. Don't forget about that as well. But we are going to the book of Joshua. No surprise there, right? No surprise there. We are walking through this thing together. And uh, the more that, uh, the deeper that I, I go, and, and I believe the deeper we go together in Joshua, we can see just how relevant it is for our lives and where we are today. Uh, how many of you know God does not make accidents? Uh, God don't do accidents. He does His will. Amen? And so there's a purpose and a plan for all of it. And it just so happens that uh, this morning, by God's design, we are on intentional worship. On intentional worship. I, I thank God for our worship together. Anybody else? I thank God that of what He has given us in the hearts of our people as we come together to worship Him in spirit and in truth. You know what that means? That means earnestly with the truth. His truth. Who He is. Right? And that's why we're here today. And I, I, I really do pray that you'll open up your hearts and really dive into what God's got for us today. We'll begin reading in verse 30 of chapter 8. And then we will move through verse 2 of chapter 9. The Word of God says, Then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones, over which no man hath lift up any iron. And they offered their own burnt offerings unto the Lord, and sacrificed peace offerings. And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. And all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on the, this side the ark and on that side before the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, as well, uh, as well the stranger as uh, he that was born among them, half of them over against Mount Gerizim and half of them over against Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded before that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel, with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. And it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side, Jordan, in the hills and in the valleys, and in all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittite and the Amorite and the Canaanite, the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. All this matters, folks. You might say, well, all this about the law and all these other things, what in the world that got to do with me? Well, let's find out. Let's find out together. It's a living word. 
A living word. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God, for this day. God, I thank you for the worship, God, that we have had to this point, God. God, I thank you for the praise. God, I, I thank you that, God, we can testify your goodness, grace, and mercy. And God, especially your love. Oh, your great love for us. God, I ask you now, as God, you bless the reading of your word, God. And God, as I stand to preach, God, that I not be seen, heard, God. But God, with every fiber of my being, God, you use me for your honor and glory. God, I pray you open up our hearts now. God, I pray you prick our hearts. God, I pray you do spiritual surgery on us today. God, that we'd be different than how we walked in. God, that we might see worship differently. God, that we might be able to refocus ourselves. God, I know that it'd be easy for us to sit and say, Well, we came today. But God, it's more about the... God, I know it's more than just coming to this place to be together. Oh, our worship is so much more than that. So God, I pray we see how great worship is. God, the meaning of it, Lord. God, how you desire it, God. God, the fellowship with you. God, it's your presence and power we need now, God. <laughs> your presence and your power. So I pray now, God, for your anointing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I, um, I was studying over in my study this week. And uh, Greg, you're going to have to forgive me for a moment. You remember what happened? Praise the Lord, he done forgot. That's good. <laughs> Maybe you'll forget again after I say it. I was studying this week over in my study, and um, I was studying out that, that word e-ball. You remember now? Well, don't get judgmental now. Don't condemn me already, Greg. <laughs> I was studying on that word e-ball. You love me, don't you, brother? And, you know, it just so happens that Greg, I mean, timing is everything, right? Timing is everything. And Greg had walked over into the office. He says, yeah. Greg had walked over to the office, and I had just hit the, the definition of that word ebal. Let me just read it for you. Ebal means stone or bare mountain. Not bare as in B-E-A-R, but bare as in B-A-R-E. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Now, I got to this part as I was looking at Greg. Perhaps for an unused root, probably meaning to be bald. Some of y'all don't think that's very funny, do you? <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, listen, hey. Hey, they found a... God put them in a place to worship where it was bald, didn't he? Y'all be encouraged today. Y'all be encouraged today. Greg knows I love him. Praise the Lord for you, brother. Here we have, though, a change in direction. We have a change in direction. You might say, preacher, what are you talking about today? We see a clear change of direction. Here they have been involved in war. They've been involved in battle. You'll remember Jericho. You'll remember Ai, now everything's been defeated at Ai. They uh, hung the uh, king and burned him, he's gone, right? And now they have uh, moved on. And I, I want to tell you this morning, it'd be easy, and we would think with our natural selves that, uh, that they would just move on to the next battle. 
They'd move right on into the next battle. They would start planning. They would start looking and seeing what's next to go down. But we look here and we find that that is not what takes place. That's not what takes place at all. No, after the battle, what do they do? They go to the place to worship. To worship. To worship. I think that, uh, I know that what we see here in the closing of Joshua chapter 8 and the beginning of verse number 9 is by no accident for us today. It is directly for us today. Because we get so caught up in the battles, do we not? We get so caught up in the things that we forget to what? To worship. To worship. And if ever there was a time when there was things to take our distraction, to take our minds, to take our thoughts away from the things of God, do we not live in that day? Sure we do. There's a million of things you could be doing today other than sitting here worshiping God. Do you realize that? Sure you do. But thanks be to God that He calls us to a place of worship. And not just a place of worship, because you do realize you can worship the God, God anywhere you are. But thanks be to God that He calls us together in corporate worship together. What a blessing that is. I, I pray that as you come into the house of God, it's an encouragement to see those around you. I, I pray it's an encouragement as you look around and you see your brother and sister singing the songs of God. Praise God we get to praise Him together. And then together we get to hear the Word of God and be encouraged that we can live for God in our everyday lives no matter what we're facing on the outside. No matter the next battle to come, we can worship God together. We can know what the Word of God has to say. And through that, God prepare us. You realize that part of our worship is God preparing us. Sure it is. We see that in this passage today. We also notice the priority of worship. If, if there would have been no priority, they would have moved on with the next battle. But no, because worship is a priority and God commanded it. It's a priority in their heart. So what do they do? They do it. They do it. And hear me, folks. We don't come into worship out of obligation. We don't come in to please others. But we assemble ourselves together to give God praise, to draw close to Him. Notice how important the reading of His Word is. We're going to get into all of these things today. Every aspect of what takes place is important for us today. Important for us today. Number one, I want you to notice this. Number one, this call to worship included all the children of Israel. Oh, the children of Israel. Preacher, what do you need? If you are born again, saved believer, God has got you in a place. God has called you to a place. Listen to me. Uh, God does not save you for you to just uh, study yourselves at the house or study out in the woods. How many, how many of you have ever heard that? Well, I can go have church out in the woods. Some of y'all probably said, I don't know, it's getting quiet in here. Or I can, I, can, uh, I can just worship God at home. Sure you can, but God calls us for corporate worship. 
Why do you think He instituted the church? Why do you think Christ ordained the church? And you do realize the church don't belong to me. Church don't belong to anybody else. It belongs to God. This is His church. These are His people. And so He calls us together. Now what am I saying today? If you don't belong to the local body, you should. You should. You should. If you don't believe that, get with me later. We can go into Acts and talk about the birth of the church. Yes. How in the world would it be? Some of y'all have been called to be a hand or a leg in this body. Right? Well, it's not here, but I'm going there. Listen to me. God, God ordained the church, and some of you are hands and feet that God wants to be serving right here, but yet you've not made up your heart and mind yet that you're ready to just follow God. Can I tell you, we cannot go... Listen, we cannot be all that God would have us to be until every hand, every foot, every eye decides to make up their mind to follow God and get involved in the work of God. Listen, this is not my work or, or just your work individually. This is all of us together, the body of Christ, moving together. Amen. Moving together. We see that. Listen, it was not a few. It was not a few. It was all the children of Israel. God is calling every saved, born-again believer to get involved in the ministry. To get involved in the ministry. The call, include, the, the call included all. Verse 32 says, In the presence of the children of Israel. Notice verse number 35, and we're going to go around a little bit so we can make points of all this because it matters. Verse number 35, notice, There was not a word of all that, Mo, uh, of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation, but notice next, With the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. That covers everybody. That covers everybody. I thank God today for our children. Hey, listen to me. If you don't like children, this might not be the place for you. I say that with love. We love our kids. We love the generations that are coming up. I want to see them grow. I want to see them get saved. Hey, I want to see them do great things for God. God used them mightily in their lives. Thank God that the children are there to hear the Word of God. Listen to me. This place will never be a daycare. You hear me today? This place will never be a daycare, but it will be a place where there's spiritual nurturing. What do I mean? Growing in the Lord. Getting in the Word of God. Listen to me. When we read over there to those babies in the nursery, you say, what's the point of that? The point is the Word of God going inside of them. Listen to me, I believe with all my heart, whether you're uh, two days old or you're a hundred days old, the Word of God getting down into your heart, listen to me, God will bring it back up for you. You say, how are they going to remember that Word? I can tell you this. Boy, God get into that heart. His Word's powerful, folks. Oh, our children back in church. I cannot tell you how much it excites me that our children are back in children's church to know that Awana is coming around the bend. Why? Because our children need the Word of God. They need the Word of God. Let us be faithful to make sure they're hearing the Word of God, teaching and instruction. The little ones, even the strangers. Listen to me, I thank God that it includes everybody. All, number one, this call to worship included all the children of 
Israel. Notice number two. And you say, preacher, how many of these numbers are we going to have today? Well, I think we got about five or six of them, which that means the message will be quick, all right? So if you listen fast, we'll try to get them all, okay? Number two, notice the location of worship. I already said in that bold place, right? <laughs> notice Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, these two mountains, if you do the study of these two mountains, they face each other. They face each other and they come together in a green valley about 500 yards. Now I'm telling you all this because it matters, all right? It matters. You'll see the point in just a minute. But it's separated. It goes, the mountains come down on each side. They face each other. And in the middle, you've got a 500-yard area there across there that's just green field. And in those mountains, you've got these ledges. Now listen, don't none of this happen by no accident. I'm telling you all this to tell you, God prepares a place for worship. So in these mountains, there's these ledges. These ledges just happen to be great for benches. And because there's these ledges, when they go to speak out, boy, it just be like it's magnified. Didn't need no sound system. You wonder how them people heard. Why? Because God put them in a place where they could all hear. You, did you catch that? God provides a place for worship. Thank God He provides a place for worship. It was exactly what they needed. What? So they could hear the Word of God. So they could hear. Do you realize today God has provided a place for us to worship? Oh, thanks be to God. Let us not ever in vain uh, take it for granted, folks. Does anybody remember 2020? Boy, when you couldn't get to the house of God if you wanted to, because the doors were locked. Oh, let us not take for granted what God provides for us. He provided for them then. He's providing for us now. For us now. What a blessing that is. Oh, God calls and provides the place He desires for you to worship. You know, the second part of that is to don't think God's not called you to a place to worship because He has if you're saved. He's provided it. He's provided it. We're to give Him praise and thanks for it, right? That place was, you realize that place was a natural amphitheater? Yeah. I, you know what? I believe God put them two mountains there just for them. For everything God was going to do with it. Why? Because He's God. That's what He does. He provides. We ain't never got to wonder. All we got to do is trust. Be obedient. Hey, it was there when they got there. Yeah. Boy, that's good. That ought to be good to the child of God. He goes before us. Amen. He goes before us. Where would we be if God didn't go before us? Oh, my. We don't even want to go there, do we? But we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Yes, yeah, some of y'all, I'm looking at you, y'all be in a real mess. All right, number three, here we go. Notice, God gave security to worship. God gave security to worship. Now, you say, preacher, what are you talking about? They're in the middle of a war campaign. Does everybody understand that? And here they are, they're going to travel. They're going to travel from Gilgal where they were, where the, where the camp was, and they're going to travel up to uh, Mount Ebal, and it's about 20, 30 miles of travel. And, and think about this. Think about the danger that that would appear to be. 
the danger that would be there. Preacher, are you serious? They took themselves and they put themselves in a place boy, where they could be attacked. Going up to work. Can I tell you this? You are never in danger doing what God tells you to do. You hear me? If God says worship, then guess what? Worship Him. There's certain, listen, there's certain things you know, we need to pray about. And I mean, I'm serious. There's certain things we really need to earnestly pray about. But there's some things God has just spelled out clearly in His Word. Yes, they don't give any thought. Hey, all, all, all God's looking for is obedience. We don't have to give any thought for it. But how many times do we do that? I'll leave that there. I mean, you, we all do it. We all question. I can tell you this, if they'd have been a good Baptist in that group, they'd have said, no way, we've got to finish all the battles first. When all the battles are done, then we'll worship God. How can we, listen, God wants worship all the time. Oh, He wants worship all the time. Sure He does. Sure He does. Thank God we can worship Him. God gave the security in the middle of that campaign. Let me tell you something. You go out, you step out on faith and do what God has to say. Listen to me, He enables everything. I got it wrote in the front of my Bible. I'm going to read it for you. God's commandments are God's enablings. When He says go forward, all barriers give way as we obey His voice. I keep it right there. You want to know why I keep it right there? Because I need to be reminded of it. That if I follow God, He's going to take care of the rest. Oh, He's going to take care of the rest. All I got to do is be faithful in doing what He's told me to. He gives us the security that we need. Some of y'all need to hear that today because you're worried about things. Listen to my heart. I, I say it all the time, listen to my heart, but I just mean it. It's just my heart. There, there's things that we worry about and we get concerned about. We just got to give them to God. We just got to let go and let God have it. We just got to say, God, I can't carry it no more. God, I can't be concerned about this no more. God, I need you to take it. And you know when we're sincere about that thing and we surrender it to Him, God will take it. Yes, He will. And He'll provide us the security we need as His children. He's God, folks. Listen, you need protection from something, God will do it. God will do it. You go to God. You say, well, they go, well it might kill me. Then in the hands of Jesus, I'm going to glory. Anybody believe He's got a will for your life? He's got a will for mine. And I got security in Him alone. In Him alone. Notice number four as we're diving further in here. The instruction in worship. Number four. Number four. Everybody get them down. Number one, the call to worship included all. Number two, the, the location of the worship matters. Number three, God gave security to worship. Number four, the instruction in worship. Boy, it'd be a shame if they did all that getting there where God would have them to be to just show up and not do what God told them to do. I'm afraid we do that sometimes. What do you mean, preacher? I mean sometimes... We're, we're arguing on the way to church. Anybody? Man, don't act like you... Uh-uh, don't act like... Don't do it. I know, because I'm real. I know what it's like to be hollering at the kids. Time you're going to get that belt if they don't get in that car. Look at y'all. Some of y'all look at me like I whip my kids. You're right, I do whip my kids. And they know that. We bring in so many times... We, get let, we let all this stuff 
Y'all know what I'm talking about? All this stuff get in the way. Hey, and we'll, we'll, we'll pull in the driveway, and boy, I tell you what, it's like we paint on a face. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all, if you, if you got that face going on, let's do it like right here and just get it over with. Right? We do that, and then guess what? We come in with all that baggage and all that pretending that we can't even worship. Why? Because we're not even real. We ain't real with ourselves, so we sure ain't going to be real with God. Right? Don't leave me out here hanging now. Come on. Not to do a lot. Especially for me. Huh? It's true though, isn't it? We'll, we'll put it on and we'll look real good, but underneath, man, we're just dying. We're just a hot mess. So much so. And we ain't going to give it up neither now. Oh, I ain't going to look bad. You think I'm going to look bad? I ain't going to look bad. When the greatest thing we can do is just take off the mask. Boy, that we could just worship God. You know what? We are what we are, whether we're wearing a mask or not. Everybody with me? Notice this. If they would have just showed up and pretended, it would have meant nothing to God. And when we show up and we pretend, guess what? It means nothing to God. Y'all know what I'm saying? Is everybody with me? Boy, when we go in the presence of God, let's go because we want to be in the presence of God. To worship Him. Notice this. The instruction. See, when you, when you got your heart right and you come in, you're ready to go, and you got your heart right with God to serve Him and to worship Him. Look at here. The instruction in worship. An altar is built. What's your Bible say there? Verse 31. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stone over which no man had lift up any iron. And they offered their own burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. Oh, how special this is. An altar of whole stones which no man had lift up an iron. What do we see here? These stones were to be just as God provided them. To be just as God provided them. We do not, hey listen, we do not need to try to go up and make our own thing. It's got to be God's thing. It's got to be God's thing. It's got to be God's way. Notice, the altar and the offering, what does it speak to? It speaks of Christ. Oh, you better believe it. It speaks of Christ. Thank God it speaks to Christ. Why? Because he had to be who he was in order to do what he did. Oh, this is a reference to him. You see, I think sometimes uh, we miss it. The burnt offering and the peace offering that was placed there on the altar. It is a picture of Christ's sacrifice. Oh, His sacrifice. Hey, if you didn't know it today, here, here, you need to hear these words. Christ died for you. Christ paid the sin debt for you because Christ loves you. Christ wants great things for your life. God wants great things for your life. And He loves you so much that He bankrupted heaven. Oh, that you might receive Him and who He is. Notice what we find here in this. The, the, uh, 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 the, the picture of the Lord Jesus offering Himself. The spotless Lamb of God. You do realize Jesus Christ was sinless, is sinless, and still is sinless. Perfect Lamb of God who gave Himself for you. Oh, they gave Himself for you. Man, I tell you what. That ought to just drive us.
He ain't driving us, he's drawing us. But I'm telling you on my end, it drives me to want to live for God. Know how much he loves me. Worship him. God help us not to miss the worship time because we're so distracted and get our eyes off of Christ's sacrifice. He's worthy to be praised. We say it all the time, do we not? Boy, we, we wear it out like a broken record. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Guess what? He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be worshipped. The very fact that we can come into His presence, the very fact that we can call upon His name. Listen, as I knelt down and prayed, as we opened service in prayer today, hey, yeah, what a blessing it is that we can call upon His name and that He loves us like He does. Oh, a picture of the Lord Jesus offering up Himself on our behalf. Making peace. Making peace. What does that mean that the born-again child of God isn't going to hell? Will not stand before God and pay for their sin. Boy, what we deserve, we don't get. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, His life for mine. Notice here also, they are looking. Everybody with me? They are looking forward to the cross. Old Testament, they're looking forward to the cross and what is coming. They're living under the law. And by the way, nobody was perfect living under the law, even the lawgiver Moses himself. Right? We know that. That's the Bible. If you didn't know that, now you do. Nobody could live. Nobody could live up to the law. But Christ Jesus came to fulfill the law. And now you and I, because of his sacrifice, guess what? We live under grace. Grace. Amazing grace. How wonderful it is to know today. Listen to me. He is Christ. He's done it all. The Lord Jesus Christ. And when I make a terrible decision, when I make a terrible decision, when I make bad decisions, when I sin against God, because that's what it is, He forgives me. And He loves me. He loves me. When I were to just have that, that thing just open up underneath me and I just be cast into hell, it's not. You know what He does? He comes up beside me and loves on me. Takes me back. Oh, what a Savior we have, folks. We look back. Hey, listen, they look forward to the cross. We look back to the cross and the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. They ought to drive us. They ought to drive us to want to worship God in spirit and in truth. Want to be close to God as we can. I'm telling you, not because we're afraid of hell. No, because we love the Savior who died for us. You, listen, you get saved because you were scared of hell. You might want to check your salvation. You come to Christ because He loves you. God ain't called nobody out of some kind of crazy fear mess. He draws all men when He's lifted high. Number five. Number five. Notice that they hold back nothing. They hold back nothing. What do you mean? Joshua did not read the parts of the law and the word of God that would appease the people. He read it all. What does that mean? The cursings and the blessings. 
You realize there's some things in Scripture that the devil and the world and our flesh would not want to read out of the Word of God? Yes. Why? Because we don't like conviction, do we? Huh? We don't like conviction. We don't like to know what judgment looks like. But can I tell you, it's at the moment in our lives when we realize just how important conviction is that we'll appreciate conviction. Huh? We are to thank God for conviction today and all of His Word, whether we like it or not. Listen to me. You can fill stadiums with prosperity. Somebody agrees with me. But there's also a lot of people being led straight to hell. Wait a minute, preacher. Somebody meets in a coliseum. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the whole counsel of God is what we need. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You realize if men would, if men would have written this book, they wouldn't be no, they wouldn't be no bad. They wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about no sin. Huh? But God wrote this book. Why? Because He wanted us to know Him. He wanted us to have a relationship with Him. And today, guess what? God is wanting a relationship with each and every one of you. Oh, how beautiful it is. I get to thinking about I got. I mean, right now, I just feel the Holy Spirit of God. You start talking about snuggling up to Jesus. Huh? You, you ever been that way? You just Sometimes I just don't even want to open my mouth. I, I just want to think about His presence. Hmm? That's what He wants for you, folks. Don't think that it's a miles away from you. God desires it for you. God wants to do it for you. Hey, you realize today what he did for Brother Steve, he'll do for you? Huh? Come to his rescue? Oh, that's the God we serve because he loves you. Oh, how he desires you. They held nothing back. And I want to say this, as the church of the living God, we cannot hold anything back. Oh, we've got to preach the truth. We've got to teach the truth. It's got to be proclaimed. You know why I read that to you today? Because it was burdening my heart. It had to come out. The people of God have got to know the threats that's around us. Listen to me. That is an attack on the Word of God. On the Word of God. We've got to preach it all and teach it all. And listen to me. It will not be popular. Guess what? We already know that. But we're responsible for it. We're responsible for it. Just as they didn't hold anything back, we cannot hold anything back in our worship. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, if God tells you to say amen, shout, rejoice, do whatever. Now listen to me, we don't use foreign languages. But we do praise God. We do thank God. We do praise God. I'm afraid that so many people, listen to me, there are all these laws and all. Listen, Jesus Christ came and fulfilled the law. We know that. But man has, man has created all of these laws and do's and don'ts and all these things. Listen to me. Just let God move. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. And thank God that you can. Thank God that you can. Notice lastly with me. And sister, if you would come. Lastly. Lastly, notice with me. You'll notice that I read verse 1 and verse 2 along with this passage. There's a reason why. Because it's a paragraph form. And verse 1 and verse 2 is included as a continuation. You notice that word and in your Bible. Huh? 
You say, what are you, where are you going with that, preacher? What does that mean? I mean this. Through our worship, God is preparing us for what is to come. Chapter 9 brings the wiles of the devil. Huh? Chapter 9 brings the wiles of the devil. Can I tell you this? Them moving from that battle, tired, weary, unrested, unworshipped, hey, not worshipping him, what would it have looked like to go into the battle with the devil? I'm afraid they'd have been going in their own power. God called them to worship. Deuteronomy chapter 27. You can also see it in Deuteronomy chapter 11. God called them to worship. God was preparing them for what they were going to face in chapter 9. We're reading it in the Word of God. They lived it, folks. But I can say this, just as they couldn't do without it, you can't do without it. We must worship God. Now listen, I don't know what God's doing on your heart with this. I struggled with this message all week long. I'll be honest with you. With everything that we're facing on the outside, I struggled with it. But I want to be obedient. Anybody else want to be obedient? Anybody else want to worship God in spirit? Listen, I don't know where your worship is, but I believe we need help. We need help. And thank God He's here to help us. Some of you, I love you. Maybe God's calling you to join the church. Maybe God's calling, I don't know, maybe God's calling you to get busy in the church. I don't know. Maybe God's calling you to make sure your worship is real. I don't know. But I know this, God's given us a time. God's given us a time. You think you're here by accident because somebody invited you? Or you just felt like stepping into church? No. We're here by divine appointment today. So I want to ask you, with heads bowed and eyes closed, why don't we go ahead and make our way to the altar today, seeking the face of God. There is one that's here, and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. There's nobody looking around. We're just moving. The altar's open. The altar's open. Boy, may we seek God. May we seek God. Why? Because we can. Because we can. Praise God, He is who He is. Praise God, He loves us and desires it from us. Oh, what a relationship with Christ. There are many at the altar. Is God calling you today? Is God calling you today? Let's make sure we do business with Him. Don't put off to tomorrow what God is calling you to do today. Heavenly Father God, I thank you, God. God, I thank you for your power and your presence. God, I thank you for your word. Your living word, God. And God, I pray now if there be those, God, who are struggling with their worship. God, struggling, God, with what to do, decisions to make. God, I just pray that you settle that in their hearts today, God. God, do a work in us, God. God, that it be for your honor and for your glory, God. Because we know if it is, it will be for our good. Lord, I love you, praise you, God, and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.